Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. In this episode, I want to get into uh, a really a look back at 2023 as it relates to what we called signposts when we first developed our outlook for this last year. And, you know, honestly, this is sort of a body of work that is included in our uh, development of our outlook for next year, for 2024. We're going to publish that the first week of January. Um, And as we've done this work and taken this look back, I thought thought it would be good to kind of get into it. And so uh, what I want to get through is um, just a number of these signposts. The idea with our outlook for 2023 was we were seeking to find balance, right? There was a lot of... um, worry and volatility and and issues out there so we identified a bunch of different things we wanted to keep an eye on and i think the punchline is that for 2023 we saw some progress but honestly there's still more to go in terms of some of these imbalances and things that we're seeing uh, but i'll start with uh, the idea of china reopening and and believe it or not at the beginning of 2023 basically china was kind of still closed and kind of reopening from the pandemic. They were sort of one of the last to do that. Uh, But they finally reopened, and it was all sort of unfolded in the first quarter. Uh, But what that uh, sort of shined more focus on, put more focus on, is the idea that, number one, uh, companies, I think, were spooked by all the troubles, uh, supply chain troubles from the pandemic, and in a very pragmatic way, just started to move some production away from China. Uh, a really simple and good example is semiconductors. Uh, so the idea of being mindful of dependence on China as a supplier, and then looking for other ways to get some of those goods and uh, capabilities sort of done in terms of running businesses, etc. cetera. Uh, China, is, in terms of its economy, um, and its uh, market um, kind of suffered this year a little bit with, um, you know, kind of a slowdown uh, relative to what it likes to see. Um, and, you know, I, I would say this, this component of deglobalization is, is having a bit of an effect on China. Uh, in any event, though, we wanted to see a reopening and a, and a calming of supply chains. And overall, we saw that. It's just interesting to see that pe- part of that is people moving uh, basically production away from China. In any event, uh, another focus, of course, through the year was inflation and drivers of inflation. We were particularly focused, for example, on the sticky components like shelter costs. And uh, that uh, shelter cost component of the consumer price index actually hit a monthly high in February of 0.8%. Now that uh, level has fallen about half. In other words, the last three months have averaged 0.4%. So we've seen some improvement in the increases that we're seeing in shelter. Um, And what I would say is that we expect shelter to fall a little bit further, but these numbers are are pretty promising. Another factor is really the tight labor market. When we go back to September of 2022, there were actually two jobs available for every person looking for work. So think of it as sort of double the demand, uh, or I'm sorry, the supply of labor that, uh, that versus a balanced level of one. Now that ratio has fallen. It's improved, 
uh, down to 1.34. So think of it as we're two-thirds of the way back to a balanced level of 1.0. Uh, still, so good progress, but still uh, more to go. Uh, that's influencing wage growth. That peaked in July of last year at 6.7% annualized, and that's fallen to 5.2%. Um, and that's still above a range the Fed prefers to see, which is 3 to 3.5%. Three so think of it as wage growth can fuel inflation. And so the Fed's looking for improvement in terms of things coming down. Another uh, signpost that we identified was the idea that we want to see the Fed and market um, forecasters basically have an aligned view on future Fed policy. So uh, for a long time, the Fed's been more hawkish than um, um, market participants have have uh, anticipated, meaning they've hiked rates further. And for a while in 2023, specifically the end of the second quarter, or I'm sorry, the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, there was alignment. When we looked at Fed forecasts and uh, projections and we looked at uh, Fed funds futures, uh, implied forecasts, basically there was an alignment of a future view on Fed funds rate um, in the, you know, kind of, let's say through the end of the year. But the bottom line is, as we look forward into 2024, the Fed right now is forecasting a level that of uh, signaling a continued tight policy. The market is expecting some Fed cuts. Um, and so there's, again, a misalignment uh, there in terms of uh, the views. Now, next up is, is consumer uh, sentiment. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is that... Um, we, we want to see an improvement in consumer sentiment. And for a period, we saw that. So if we look at, for example, the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index, it hit a low of 59 this year in May, recovered to uh, almost 72, 71 and a half in July, but then weakened um, uh, back towards that 59 level uh, because, of, among other things, uh, there was a sort of a spook higher than expected inflation report. So again, the consumer has been spending, but sentiment has been bouncing around, improved a little bit, but bouncing around. Uh, on a related note, in terms of market improvements, we wanted to see earnings hold up. Um, and you know, the bottom line is they did. Uh, basically, the growth rate for 2023 is now expected to be uh, just under 2%, 1.7%. That's a, uh, a almost double uh, what was originally forecasted. But more importantly, I think, is the expectation that 2024 earnings are expected to grow almost 12%. Now, all of that has fueled um, a sort of support for the equity market, which as defined by the S&P 500 index is up just over 20% year to date. Now the final signpost I'll mention is geopolitical hotspots. So think of it as a year ago, we were sit sitting around focused on two things or three things. Uh, but for example, uh, the Ukraine war, Russia-Ukraine war, hoping to see some kind of signals of peace there. Or another example would, would be what I would say is just generally speaking, tensions with China. And kind of the punchline as it relates to geopolitics is it's gotten a bit worse. So obviously we had the Hamas invasion of Israel, which has uh, sort of caused Israel to respond. And essentially we now have another war, this time in the Middle East. And that means tensions in the Middle East are up. The, the Ukraine-Russia war continues really with no end in sight, and, and yet the 
allies uh, of Ukraine, including the U.S., are kind of signaling that they're growing weary of providing support for the war. Um, and then as it relates to China, there's definitely increased tensions there. Um, so uh, essentially, things like the U.S. announcing uh, an export ban on AI chips and other restrictions on investments uh, in China basically it's a signal that there's there's friction and there's tension and we do have to be mindful of the risk of uh, as well military uh, conflicts um, in areas of asia where china feels uh, you know some territorial uh, if you will ownership or rights and uh, so again a lot a lot going on tensions a little bit higher uh, now, all that does, and the reason you know we tend to review these things is think of it as a as a, a a way of taking the pulse of the current environment, which will be really important as we sort of finalize and ultimately publish our outlook for 2024. So, so that's where I'm going to leave it uh, in this episode. Think of it as, hey, we've got um, you know, a little bit more work to do. We always, by our tradition, publish our outlook the first uh, week actually of January. And, um, you know, our, um, uh, we'll, we'll have a couple more episodes here in 2023, but then as we get into 2024, we'll have those few, first few uh, episodes in January, really focus in on that outlook and share more uh, insights from, from that. So again, thanks so much for listening to this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.